Specialty Stories, session number 174. Whether you are a pre-med or a medical student, you've answered the calling to become a physician. Soon you'll have to start deciding what type of medicine you'll want to practice. This podcast will tell you the stories of specialists from every field to give you the information to make sure you make the most informed decision possible when it comes to choosing your specialty. Welcome to Specialty Stories. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I get to speak to amazing physicians about their specialties. Now, this week is interesting because it's a little bit of a normal specialty with a little bit of COVID-19 sprinkled on top. We are speaking to Dr. Ola Kalawale about her specialty of family medicine where she is now working full-time as a virtual, as a telemedicine physician. So we talk about that journey, what she misses from traditional medicine, not to count out that she may may go back to traditional in-person medicine again, but this is working for her right now. We're going to talk to Dr. Kalawale about her specialty and what she's doing day in and day out and much more. We start the conversation by talking about how she first became interested in family medicine. I became interested in family medicine actually when I was in medical school. Uh, prior to prior to medical school, you know, I w- always wanted to become a doctor. Um, I I was interested in either family medicine or OBGYN. So. I started medical school and and then um, after which, you know, I did some clinical rotations here and there with uh, with with doctors. And uh, as time went on, I became fascinated with family medicine just because of the variety I was seeing. Um, it was interesting to me just uh, seeing uh, just a wide spread of uh, medical conditions, acute and chronic conditions. And I am one to, um, you know, I need some, I guess, sort of uh, uh, excitement in my day. I need to see multiple things and that just gets me going. So I was, I was particularly um impressed um, at the, you know, at my rotations, my clinical rotations, especially with family doctors, because I got to see every, virtually everything um, when I, you know, on my, my shifts. So, so ultimately, I made up my mind that, you know, I would, I would prefer to go into family medicine as opposed to OB, uh, just for the, you know, just the mere fact that I'll, I'll see as many um, cases and uh, be interested, you know, in, in in what I was doing on a on a daily basis. Interesting. What do you think? Uh, what what skills or traits do you think make someone to be a good family medicine physician? So a good family physician has to be uh, well. First of all, I mean, as a physician, you have to care about your patients. You have to. Um, you have to understand uh, family medicine in terms of knowing, having a full um, knowledge and vast array of, of different medical conditions. Um, because ultimately, as a family doctor, you are uh, essentially a gate, gatekeeper in, in healthcare. Mm-hmm. So we're we're tasked 
with managing um, and coordinating patient care. Um, and so as a family doctor, uh, you need to, you, you're that person that the patient sees first. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's, there's gotta be that trust. It's gotta be a trust and relationship between you and your patient. Um, a lot of patients come, come to a family doctor wanting answers of what they, what they should do or what next steps they should take, or if they should see a special, a specialist. So as a family doctor, um, not only do you have to have that strong knowledge base of virtually every other uh, specialty, um, but then of course, uh, that's where, you know, when, where specialists come in, if, uh, if it's beyond your, um, your knowledge base, you can always refer uh, patients. Um, so I would say as a family doctor, you need to um, really, truly strongly care about every, every facet of, of patient care, um, not just, you know, their uh, medical problems. Um, as, as a family doctor, when I, when I was seeing patients in the clinic, I cared about everything about the, the family, about, you know, I wanted to know what was going on, you know, with them in, in their family unit, if they had other uh, um, social issues that they were dealing with, uh, so that I could render the best care to them. What are some of the biggest myths or misconceptions around family medicine from a medical student standpoint? So medical students, I would say, um, feel, well, family medicine is, it's not really, it's not competitive. So as well, not as competitive as, you know, um, any other specialty. So for that reason, um, they may feel, well, you know, um, why, why, why bother? Why, why be, why be a generalist where you, when you can specialize in a specific um, aspect or, you know, of medicine. And, um, you know, that, that for me, I mean, you know, the way I counter that myth is if, if there are no family doctors out there, then it makes the job of a specialist harder. A lot of times when I see patients, um, I've done a lot of, uh, you know, the initial, um, evaluation and workup before I send them to a special a specialist. So uh, I, I believe every patient, every patient needs to have a family doctor um, uh, because, uh, you know, in, in, in different other specialties, um, specialists are trained for that specific uh, specialty. A family doctor has that um, uh, vast array of uh, knowledge of, of different uh, conditions. Um, I also think um, medical students, um, you know, feel maybe it might not be as, um, you know, it, uh, you know, a family doctor. I mean, it's certainly not a cardiologist. You know, it's not a, you know, it's not a, any, any other. Um, it, it might not be. Uh, I guess. Uh, um, you can, maybe you not. They may not measure up to any other specialty. But um, I think at the end of the day, if you really uh, are interested in the field and if you have a good foundation and knowledge of the field, um, it's as good as any uh, any other specialty. What uh, what are some of the the bread and butter cases as a family medicine physician that you're taking care of day in and day out? 
So for starters, we address, we take care of, um, you know, just um, preventative medicine. So uh, physicals, um, sports physicals, uh, acute cases uh, such as, um, um, you know, patients that come in with uh, infections, uh, urinary tract infections, sinus infections, colds, coughs, uh, chronic cases uh, such as diabetes, hypertension, um, uh, COPD, asthma. You know, patients come in with, uh, you know, uh, uh, heart disease, uh, congestive heart failure, coronary artery disease. You know, so uh, it's it's a vast array from. Uh, acute to uh, chronic cases. Uh, We're trained to see patients right from uh, newborns all the way up to geriatric patients. So, um, and, and everything in between. So we, we, see, we see a good number of cases. Um, and at times um, we would even do um, some minor procedures in our practices as well. So um, it's, it's very robust and, um, uh, you know, there, there's no dull moment in family medicine. What does a typical day look like for you? So a typical day for me, I'll start off. Um, so in my office setting, when I was um, you know, uh, seeing patients in my office, I'll start off uh, about uh, 8 in the morning, and I'll be done by f- about 4 or 5 uh, p.m. But I see patients, um, I'll see maybe about between 18 and 24 patients in a day. And if you can imagine um, these patients, um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing er- virtually every um, acute or chronic problem known. Um, so, so it's 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 fast paced, very interesting. It's um, it's exciting, um, and you know uh, uh, sometimes it can be uh, just um, uh, you know just really. Uh, very busy in the sense of, you know, I might uh, see a lot of, a lot more uh, chronic cases where I'd have to spend a a lot more time with patients, you know, so if I'm seeing a diabetic patient, for instance, you know, I I have to educate them. I have to understand their eating habits. I have to, um, you know, order blood work. I have to, uh, you know, uh, review um, any, testing I've ordered prior to the uh, prior to the appointment so it can take it can take uh, quite some time um, but then you know the next the next uh, patient could just be a, a UTI where you know I'm just uh, we're doing a urine dip we find we we get a positive uh, um, you know uh, indication that the patient has a urinary tract infection we treat and the patient is on their way um, so, and, you know, next patient could be a, a skin mole that I'm, um, you know, that I, I remove and uh, I biopsy and I, you know, send, uh, send to, to pass. Um, so, uh, there, there, again, it's, it's a very uh, wide, vast array of uh, patients that I see. You're now because of mostly mostly because of COVID nineteen uh, working virtually now. Looking at kind of the the future of virtual medicine, do you do you think this is here to stay? A hundred percent. So virtual virtual medicine was here 
uh, prior to COVID. Um, and uh, it definitely is here to stay, um, even in a just in a much uh, larger scale. Um, there are so many more virtual um, medicine, um, um, you know, virtual medicine uh, um, companies that have uh, sprung up since COVID. Um, so, and um, on a typical day, I would see uh, close to 30 or more patients virtually. Um, it's, it's faster paced than a, a family practice, um, you know, like an off, office setting, because we're seeing mostly urgent care, um, urgent care, acute um, cases. So we're spending, you know, 10 to 15 minutes on a, a, um, just uh, talking uh, to a patient, chatting with a patient and finding out what their um, concern is. We do order uh, lab testing. Um, if if necessary, but there are some conditions that don't require that. Um, so um, a lot of patients and I, that I'm treated in now are actually they're so grateful to have a doctor to talk to online because so many patients are fearful of going to a doctor's office. They're fearful of going to urgent care. <laughs> they're fearful of going to the ER. Now that said, I you know there are a number of a few cases that I would still send to the emergency room if I feel it's not, you know, if it, I feel, you know, they, they need more uh, evaluation, but definitely it, it's, it's here to stay and on a, on a larger, a wider scale. For students listening to this coming up kind of in, in your following in your footsteps, what should they be thinking about in terms of what their future life is going to be as a practicing physician. Do you, do you think students should start planning to to be working as a virtual telemedicine physician as, as their kind of main career? So no, no. I think students should still go in um, into whatever specialty. So if it's family medicine, they should still um, have the mindset that Yes, they'll see patients um, in a either a hospital or a community setting or a clinic, um, and but have the also know that they can um, they can work virtually down the line if that's something that they'll be interested in. I wouldn't recommend a student start off with the mindset that they're working virtually because you still need the foundations of medicine. You still need to practice in a, you know, at least know what it's like uh, practicing, um, you know, either a hospital or a clinic setting, because that's really where that's, those are the settings you'll be trained, you won't be trained in virtual medicine, yeah. you know, so, so um, get, get the training, you know, work in those, in those settings, and then you'll be better able to treat patients virtually, then you'll know if a condition is not one that you should be um, treating virtually because not all conditions or, or um, not all patients that come in to see me virtually should be virtual patients. Um, some of their conditions are such that they need that hands-on face-to-face visit. And even in some cases, they need to be seen in, in an emergency room setting. Yeah. For, for you, what do you miss the most about working in person? Um, the, I would say just the, 
the physical contact, really, you know, just being able to touch, feel, you know, um, um, you know, examine my patients. Um, although even with telemedicine, I mean, I'm looking at my patients uh, via video, um, and I'm I'm having them okay push on on this area let me know you know feel that area I'm, I'm guiding them but it's not the same it's, it definitely isn't the same as that hands-on um uh care that i provide in a clinic setting now the fact that i'm doing this now doesn't mean i would never go back to practice but it, it's just what's working for me at this time mm. um and i'm i'm grateful that i have this option because uh, not not every specialty um, has that option of uh, going um, completely virtual. Um, so, so you know, it is it is also just one of the benefits of um, of uh, urgent care, primary care um, that uh, we're able to do this and still provide the care patients need. Yeah. What does the training path look like to become a, a family medicine physician? So, as a uh, for family medicine, you would. Um, uh, going to so you know after medical school get into residency um, it's a, a three years in residency and um, as a resident uh, you'll um, get to um, go through uh, rotations uh, core rotations in uh, pediatrics um, obstetrics and gynecology internal medicine psychiatry um, surgery uh, neurology community medicine and so, so those are the, the major areas. Um, you can also uh, do, uh, or you can also complete some other um, subspecialty rotations. Um, some doctors uh, would um, um, do an extra, an extra year or two, say in um, uh, sports medicine, or, um, you know, I had a friend uh, who went into repro reproductive medicine, another one, um, some other doctors going to emergency medicine, but these are fellowships that you do that you complete after your three years of residency. Very cool. For um, for competitiveness, right? Family medicine, I think historically isn't one of the more competitive residencies. Do you see that changing anytime soon, or do you think it's it's going to be one of the less competitive specialties moving forward for a while? Um, I, I think um, just uh, it, it's it's always been the case where it's not been as competitive as other um, specialties. Um, but the fact that it's not comp as competitive doesn't mean it's not it's easy <laughs> to to get into. You still you still have to work hard. You still have to get you know good grades. You still have to you know get um, high high scores on on your uh, steps. So. Um, in terms of uh, being com competitive, I mean, I, I still think um, uh, compared to other uh, specialties, it will still be one of the um, the least competitive um, ones because again, it's it's uh, you 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 get a uh, you you get a strong foundation, but more of a general uh, foundation as opposed to a real uh, you know specific uh, specialty. Um, so. I, I think um, if if you're considering family medicine, um, 
you shouldn't necessarily go into it because it's not as competitive. You should go into it because you have a love and a passion for the field in itself, because it is a lot of work that family doctors do. And um, there's, there's uh, a knowledge base there that you also have to um, have uh, to be to be a, a good family doctor and to work um, uh, well or collaborate with other specialties. Now, I usually ask the question for future primary care physicians, what, what do they want to know about your specialty? But you are the primary care physician. What do, you, what do you want the future specialists to know about family medicine so that when they get a consult from family medicine, they can better help you and, and better help their family medicine colleagues in the future? Um, I, you know, you know, sometimes uh, with, um, with primary care, we so when when we refer patients to specialists, um, I think it's important um, that specialists know that you know we are really we're 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 on their side. We're trying to make trying to um, make sure the patient gets the care needed. So if anything, at least from my standpoint, when I you know when I was working in in my clinic, a lot of times I would do a lot of the the workup ahead of time, you know, and um, some specialists appreciate that. Some specialists may repeat the test testing that I already did or completed. Um, so I think um, just knowing fully well that we're working together as a team for patient care, and um, and and our goal is to get the best care for our patients. So when we are consulting a specialist, um, we would we we appreciate it if they they know that we we've done our due diligence you know we're not just um you know sending them off to to be you know to be uh evaluated from scratch we've done as much as we can do and um and we get to a point where we feel okay it's it's time for them to see um you know someone who specializes um in the in that area and can address the problem more effectively so um, I would like specialists to know that we're, we're all working together towards a common goal. And, um, and uh, we, you know, we, we, get our, we get the patients uh, uh, ready and as far as we can uh, before, they, before they're uh, referred to them. I'm assuming call for you as a, as a telemedicine, family medicine doc call is probably uh, not, not there for you. Um, so no, it's not it's not there for me. However, when I was in my practice, um, I, I was on call. I was in a group practice, mm-hmm. so um, my call wasn't as intense as um, some other uh, family docs, or as intense as it was when I was a resident. Um, I would typically be on call about uh, I would say four or five times. Uh, a year. So every, every six to eight weeks, I'll be on call. And what call meant um, as a, as a, a family doc was um, a, a weekend. So Friday uh, to Monday, uh, Friday evening to Monday morning, um, I'm that one doctor that uh, gets called for, uh, that covers up to about 25 other doctors. So I have patients um, that are call, call in for multiple reasons. Um, 
I have a nurse in homes that call that call us if they need, um, you know, they, the nurses just need guidance and patient care. Uh, we have call, calls coming in from the ER asking about a specific, you know, patient, uh, doctors, patients. So it's so we get a, a number of calls, um, um, you know, on on a particular you know weekend whenever uh, you know we're, we're scheduled. Um, so call um, in in my practice did not require me to go to the hospital. And that's because um, I worked um, outpatient in an outpatient setting. But um, there are doctors that that still combine outpatient and inpatient medicine. So whenever they're on call, they may have to go to the hospital, go see a patient. Um, um, I didn't have to do that. Um, Most uh, of patients that were uh, admitted to the hospital were seen by hospitalists. So that's the that's the difference. between when I was in, in residency and now, I mean, I, I graduated from residency in 2011. Back then, uh, we were still seeing patients, um, you know, both uh, inpatient and outpatient. It was traditional family practice where we saw patients um, in, in both settings. So if, uh, if, if I was on call, um, I would, you know, and I had a patient that was at being admitted to the hospital, well, I'll be that doctor that would have to go to the hospital, go see the patient, you know, evaluate the patient, um, you know, and, uh, and have to see the patient on a daily basis. And on top of that, I'll combine that also with uh, my um, outpatients. So my, my, I'll have clinic days while I'm seeing, uh, while where I'm seeing patients. However, after I graduated from residency, I decided I wanted to focus solely on, I, you know, just uh, outpatient only. Um, and, and, um, and so that's what I've been doing uh, all these years. What do you like the most about being a family medicine physician? Um, I love the variety of cases that I see. I love the fact that I am that one doctor for that individual or family or a generation of, you know, uh, of, of uh, individuals. Um, I, I like the fact that, um, you know, I can, uh, p- the, I have that uh, relationship, that trust and relationship uh, with my patients. Um, they, you know, they, they're, they know that they, they have, you know, if they have any, any concern whatsoever, they have a, their doctor that they can go and talk to, and um, and we can you know address whatever the con- uh, uh, problem is. So I, I like that uh, the fact that I get to um, you know to treat uh, patients across gen- uh, genders, across um, ages, from newborns to um, geriatric patients, and I get to treat families as well. Um, in my pre- uh, previous practice, um, actually uh, the one before the, the last one where I worked, I worked in a smaller community and uh, the practice where I worked, um, there that practice had been in, in existence since the, uh, I would say 60s actually. So I got to see uh, generations of families. Um, I, I got to see, um, you know, great grandparents, grandparents you know uh their kids and you know and uh 
um, and, and that was so refreshing um, because they, you know, they they trusted me as their family doctor. I mean, um, and and that was um, that was just um, it was really special, and it was such a small community that uh, you know, even when I went to a grocery store, I would see my patients, and you know, they'll come up to me sometimes asking me questions, you know, like. Uh, 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 about about their health sometimes, um, or just uh, just wanted to say hello. Um, so just um, having that rapport with my patients and being able to care for them on different levels is is very rewarding. What do you like the least? Uh, so the least, I would say, well, as a what I. In residency, I, I, I'll go back to residency, and I'll um, because after residency, I made sure I tailored my schedule so I didn't have to deal with what I'm about to tell you. <laughs> what I what I didn't like was the fact that um, as a family doctor, because you are trained to 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 do virtually almost everything really as a resident i um you know i i not only saw patients in my clinic i saw patients in the er i i delivered babies i you know i uh i, I saw patients um you know i, I uh in uh going in you know it, it, I, I scrubbed in for for surgeries and uh, so so i i did virtually everything and um when I was about to complete residency, I realized, I, I thought to myself, you know, if I really want to um, have just that balance and, you know, where I'm balancing my career with the family, um, I, I need to find a way where I make this work for me. And so I decided at that time that I was going to focus just in one area. So I decided not to go the traditional route of um, both inpatient, outpatient, because it 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 wasn't for me uh, as an individual. It it didn't it wasn't sustainable, as, especially you know in terms of work life balance. Um, uh, some doctors continued. Some doctors still delivered you know babies, <laughs> you know while while um, you know seeing patients. Um, uh, in various settings, um, but for me, it, it didn't quite work for me. So after I chose to just go the outpatient route, I I got more, um, you know, gratification. I was, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it more because I was able to focus, focus in on uh, my patients and not have to be pulled in uh, different directions. For those who are are listening to this what final words of wisdom do you have for them as they continue on their journey um so i would say well for starters um if you're going into medicine you want to you want to go into into medicine for the right reasons mm. um and you know even as a medical student um when you decide at whatever point when you decide what specialty you want to um, ultimately uh, pursue, have an open mind because as you continue to rotate through different specialties, 
um, you would find that, you know, all of a sudden you will love a, another one or you'll fall in love with another one. So just have an open mind. Um, you, you never really, most, doc, most um, doctors um, never really end up in the specialty they originally wanted to go into because, uh, you know, when you're starting med- medical school, you don't really have a full understanding yeah. um, until you actually start to um, uh, rotate uh, through those specialties. So just have an open mind um, is what I would say. I would also encourage students um, to uh, be strong-minded um, and um, work smart, uh, you know, and, and persevere because the road is not an easy one. Um, there'll be obstacles in the way, there'll be challenges in the way, but uh, you're, you know, you can, other people have overcome and other people are doctors. I'm a doctor. I mean, I've been through, I went through my obstacles and challenges and um, you can do the same. Um, I think it's important for students to have a mentor. Uh, that is gold. Um, I wish I I had a mentor when I was going through medical school. Um, I mean, but I looked, I looked to, I looked to as many people that were ahead of me. You know, I didn't have a, I can't really say I had a specific mentor, but if you can find, you know, a mentor that you can, you know, rub minds with and um, just, um, you know, discuss your goals and um, what you desire ultimately uh, to achieve. I think, I think that's uh, that. That will really help you and guide you along the way and will also help you avoid making mistakes that others have made. Um, So, uh, again, just uh, work hard, stay focused, stay strong, stay determined. Um, There there is a great deal of mental toughness involved in medicine. And, um, you know, once you've uh, made up your mind that this is the path you want to take, you will definitely uh, be able to achieve it uh, with the right, the right people around you, the right resources around you, and the right mentors around you. All right. So there you have it again, Dr. Ola Kalawale, talking about her specialty of family medicine now in a telemedicine environment. And something that Dr. Kalawale is doing a little bit different, a little bit interesting, something that interested me, she started a website called MedMatchMD. And it's for students who are looking at Caribbean medical schools. Now, Dr. Kalawale went to Ross and she had some questions about Ross. She wished she knew more about the Caribbean side of things and talks to students all the time who are potentially making some mistakes or are misinformed or not informed enough about their decisions going to the Caribbean. So she started a website called Med matchmd.com. Go check it out and see if it'll help you if you're thinking about going to the Caribbean as well. Hopefully you got some good information about our episode today, talking about telemedicine a little bit more today and talking about family medicine again with Dr. Ola Kalawale. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Specialty Stories. This is MedEd Media.